Okay, the end of Super Bowl week. We are back. We've got a guest today. Very, very uh, big guest. Talking wrestling. Wrestling. Yeah, a little bit of impact wrestling. A little bit of a little bit of a switch up there, but a fun interview that we have in the uh, in the middle of this show here. But it's still Super Bowl week. Uh, we even talked a little Super Bowl in the interview because that seems to be on everyone's mind. I can't imagine why they act like hundreds of millions of people view this game or something. Not get not getting a haircut this week uh, is, uh, for a while is what I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Not getting a haircut. Good thing I cut my own. That's one of the benefits of being bald. <laughs> well, I'm going. I know you can't really tell, but I'm. I am going bald. I have a. I'm gonna have a Costanza type head when I'm like in my like 30s, like uh, you know, just like the the bald on the back half. But we're back. I don't know what day it is. It's Friday. Does it really matter the date? Um, because that takes the fun out of this point of every show where I don't know the date. Um, I, I thought you were gonna drop a happy. And we don't know who goes first. No, we don't know who oh, goes no, first. Not. No happy new year. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know what? Let's, you know, what? let, let's, uh, why don't you go first? Why don't you go first? Hot take six of course we got on the back half massive Super Bowl preview. Um, I mean, it's everywhere, by the way, I, before we get started here, I know we've talked about how neither of us like the Super Bowl commercials anymore, really, especially with mm-hmm. them being online. I think, I think Super Bowl commercials are not back. But um, I've seen some of them that are going to be on Sunday, the ones that have posted online early. Look for the Will Ferrell one, uh, where, and you can even look this up tonight if you want. Look for the Will Ferrell commercial, and there is another one. Um, oh, the Wayne's World. Yeah, we've already talked about the Wayne's World, but the Will Ferrell mm-hmm. and the Wayne's World commercial, um, those are two good ones. And then, you know, everything else that I've seen so far hasn't been good, but. Um, and then there's a couple movie trailers dropping on Sunday. A couple movie trailers for big movies. Yeah, apparently there's one with uh, Jerome Bettis and Terry Bradshaw. Uh, I've been sent that, but I haven't watched it yet. I may have to do that beforehand because good gives me hope. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but um, let's go ahead and jump into the uh, hot take six here. We'll uh, we'll we'll re- we'll review some Super Bowl commercials on our. Uh, on our Tuesday episode. So hot take six here. I, again, I like to switch up my sports because I don't want anything to get too stale here. So we're going with one of my favorite teams, one of my absolute favorite teams, baby, the Pittsburgh pirates, the Pittsburgh pirates. They're going to be back in the playoffs by 2024. So I'm giving them three years. I'm giving them three years to do this. And the reason that I say this is because now you can look at the pirates off season They've clearly traded away a lot of talent. Josh Bell, Joe Musgrove, Jamison Tyone, uh, pretty much everybody that they've used top picks on, they just have sent away. Uh, And then the Chris Archer trade goes full circle where we send a lot of our top prospects to the Rays and only for him to sign back there. So really feeling good about 2021. But the reason that I say 2024 is because I think the Pirates are building something with their younger talent and talent pipeline. Uh, we have four guys in the top 100. It's not the most in the MLB pipeline ranking. I believe the most is eight, and we have four. Um, but we're not we're not the lowest either. We have guys that we've drafted in Nick Gonzalez, uh, Travis Swaggerty, and then Quinn Priester, who is getting a lot of high marks, and then O'Neill Cruz, uh, a shortstop prospect. 
there's there's stuff to be excited about in Pittsburgh. And certainly um, up and comer, if, if you're a Pirates fan, baseball fan, you saw him last year. His name's Cabrian Hayes. Uh, he's the third baseman for the Pirates. There's there's stuff to be excited about in Pittsburgh. Now, the, the problem is, is it, it doesn't look like this on the on the front side, right? People aren't excited because it looks like we're trading away anybody that has production. But I think building something around these young guys will be something interesting to see. Uh, I think there's still some question marks in the rotation that will be addressed, uh, most likely through the draft in 2021. But I'm thinking the Pirates might be able to jump back into it in 2024 and be a uh, be a playoff contender. <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing. Uh, same for the Knicks. The only two times that the uh, the Knicks. By the way, we won last night. That's your Knicks, uh, Knicks second. We've downgraded it from a Knicks minute to a Knicks second because I just I've, I've, I've lost a lot of hope and I'm I'm doing most of my ranting um, after the games. So we'll, we'll have to start putting that back on TikTok because my rant last night was legendary. I was talking to the ceiling. That's that's how mad I was. But um, the only two times uh, that. <laughs> I can see it up there, like basically quivering, being like, yeah, don't send yeah. me back to that time. I, I remember that last night. <laughs> that <laughs> the uh, the ballpark uh, of the Pirates or the arena of the Knicks would be sold out as all-star games <laughs> because we're both a far away away from playoffs. But I think it's interesting to the, the path they've taken. I mean, you know, you have to look at the most – probably the biggest thing in Pittsburgh right now is Permanis, right? I mean, it's definitely not the, definitely not the Pirates baseball season during summer. It's probably Permanis sandwiches, but I, I mean, look, I, I don't really know a whole lot about the Pirates. I mean, obviously you're way more in depth about it, but baseball for me, I watch opening day. I watch probably the first week, I guess. And then kind of just casually watch throughout the summer. You know what I mean? Because when you get those dog days of summer in July, uh, last year, though, it was different. Like, I was itching for baseball to come back, even though, like, I'm not watching every game nine innings. But when it was, like, June last year and, like, the finals weren't on or whatever, and, you know, when the finals aren't on during June, what do you do? You watch baseball. So, I mean, the, the biggest thing is I do know they've traded away good pitchers. Um, they could have scored Blake Snell in the trade earlier, but something must have happened to where that collapsed for him to go to San Diego. It also feels like the last time the Pirates, I mean, they've been in the postseason, what? The last time they were in the postseason was 2016, 2017, right? So the last time. 15 or 16, I believe. Right. And, I mean, the time before that was the wild card game with Johnny Cueto. And that was pretty epic how that turned out. But they they strike me as one of those, that, that's the problem with baseball, Um really is teams who are in mediocrity or below the basement, unlike the NBA or stuff like that, where teams can catch little winning streaks, like two or three, four games in a row. The pirates are at the complete bottom of the basement. Like they're one of those teams, you know, like the Mets, I mean, the Mets probably in there as well. The, the, um, I mean, the Padres, you know, made the playoffs last year, but all be at the format, the Miami Marlins they're you know, they made the playoffs last year, but, in the modified format, you know, Seattle, I guess we could put Seattle Mariners at, at the bottom of the league at times because they haven't been to the, the postseason since that legendary uh, one season. So I don't know. We're, we're 
I mean, it's a couple of weeks away from pitchers and catchers reporting, supposedly. Uh, spring training is also a huge drag. I don't know if you like spring training, but it is it is the longest preseason of any of the other major leagues because most of those guys don't get called up till the middle of summer anyway, if they do well. I have a cool shirt that says spring training, but that's that's about the the end of it for me. I mean, it's it's okay to see the prospects and, and stuff, but – I've been to um, a spring training game in that, Brayton at, uh, at the Pirates. Have a hoodie. It was one of the weirdest experiences I've ever seen live. Yeah, because everybody's wearing like odd numbers. Like, oh yeah, there's number seventy three. Like, oh, he's actually our top prospect, but he's not good enough to have a number yet because that's we only have uh, six spring training jerseys and we rotate them between our guys, which uh, pretty uh, pretty Pirates thing to do there. But but also. There, there is a, I mean, albeit not as good, there is a Permany Brothers in PNC Park. So you could pair the two. <laughs> you, you could. I will, I will say this. Probably the best ballpark food I've had um, is either this little, um, uh, I, I guess you would call it like small little time uh, pop-up restaurant at the ballpark and at the spring training facility where I was at, uh, where they had their game. That was, I forget the name of it, but then, um, there's this pizza place downstairs at PNC that serves one of the best slices of pizza I've ever had. Now, maybe it was because it was just fresh. Maybe it was because it was fresh, but it's like an actual pizza joint. And like, I've been there, I I've gone there times when like, it's like December or November during non-baseball season. It could be just because it was fresh, but I, I remember I went and saw the, uh, the pens a couple years ago, play the flyers at that Heinz field game one of the most incredible things I've ever seen live. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't do it again, but I had pizza at the bottom of that ballpark. So if I said the name of it, would you know it? Maybe, because there, there's two or three pizza places, I think, in that whole place, but it's it's near the, it's closer towards this side. I know people can't see this because it's not a visual, but it's closer <laughs> to the left side of the road. It's like closer on the, on the left side of the ballpark. Like off the Clemente Bridge, like in, in left center? No. On Federal Street? No, no, no. Clo pro probably closer to like the North Shore. Man, our, our non-Pittsburgh people are okay. not going to know what this means. But yeah, closer to the North Shore. <laughs> yeah, if you're not familiar with Pittsburgh, you need to look up a map right now. <laughs> like, uh, because there was one in, in that... Uh, yeah, if people are looking at this going, okay, well, you got to pull out your world map atlas to, to figure out what we're talking about. But there was a place in, in left center there uh, on Federal Street called Slice on Broadway. Mm. I don't think that's the name. But yeah, and, I, and it, it, I don't know. I was going to break your heart because Slice on Broadway is not in PNC anymore. But if that's not the one, then you might be safe. No, it, it, I, don't, I don't think that's it because I was just there before COVID happened. Um, and it was still there uh, unless they shut down somehow. I don't, I don't think they would have, but it's right. It's actually right next to a um, uh, like a Hawaiian type of restaurant that's near the ballpark. So we'll, we'll figure it out. Our, our non Pittsburgh listeners, that was bad radio, uh, but we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, my next hot take is uh, nerds. We're coming back. Uh, so this story is about a week old, but I didn't have time to fit it in on Tuesday. Wanted to talk about it today. Ryan, do you know what the network G4 is? Uh, yeah, it was the old uh, video game network, wasn't it? Right. 
G4 is, um, it got announced last year at E3, the gaming convention, that it was coming back with like a teaser. And everyone's like, okay, what does that mean? Is it just going to be clips, whatever? Uh, everyone thought it was going to come back on January 2021, including myself. But uh, this a uh, couple days ago, it got announced that it'll come back summer 2021. And um, Attack of the Show, which I actually watched in middle school and high school. I watched Attack of the Show. It was one of those only things that I watched every single night, even DVR'd it until I, you know, the network went off the air in 2014 because it was where I got my movies. That's how I became a huge movie and TV guy. Um, like real in-depth on like picking up, you know, good writing or, you know, sharp, whatever, acting, whatever. And that's how I found out about Blue. Anyway, Tag the Show's coming back. X-Play, the 30-minute game show um, where they did all the previews for the games are coming back. And guess who owns them? NBC Universal owns Comcast. And guess what? There's rumors on the message Big board. Right? Cock. Freecock, we are giving so much advertising to Freecock for free. Uh, Freecock is what we're calling it. Uh, no, uh, Peacock. Um, I mean, it's free advertising, but we're, we're, I mean, it's rumored that it's going to be on Peacock at a channel. I don't know if that's going to happen because the problem was the first time it was on actual ca uh, cable and satellite, but people weren't watching it. So I would imagine that this time it probably will be on something like that like Peacock or Twitch or whatever, but it, I'm very excited. I can't believe it's finally happening. People don't know this. People have no idea unless they watch that network. And I don't know if you did, uh, did, but Ninja Warrior, American Ninja Warrior, that's on NBC. That's a whole spinoff based off G4 because G4 used to air Japan Ninja Warrior for two, like for numerous amounts of episodes. And they used to send people for G4 used to send people who did parkour um, over to Japan for Ninja Warrior. And fun fact, that's how The Office found out about parkour was from G4. So a lot of interconnected stuff. I mean, there's other shows that G4 aired that I had never heard of that I got real into. Lost, Arrested Development, those kind of things. I mean, it's back. It's great. I don't know what's going to happen. But um, I think even some of the original cast members of like hosts from shows like Adam Sessler from X-Player coming back. I know he, he is, but it's just so cool. And I mean, I, if it comes on uh, Peacock, hey, that's just another win under their belt. So my thing is, is uh, obviously this is exciting and I think this is big, but my thing is, is I can't believe something like this hasn't already popped up or they haven't done this sooner. Because in the, in the big boom that we've seen in the video game industry the last, I don't know, five years, uh, where Twitch has really kind of taken off, and, and maybe that's why. Maybe they've felt cornered to a sense that Twitch has kind of owned that market, or, or even YouTube. I feel like people watch people play games on YouTube, too. Uh, I'm, I'm not as into that. I know I have friends, and uh, they have friends who watch people on YouTube and, and Twitch. So I, I feel like this is a perfect time to bring it back. And if you can couple it with something like that, people are really going to turn into this and really find, uh, maybe maybe discover something dis or rediscover it too. Uh, because I, I feel like there are people that probably have stayed on this path and, and probably even been like, man, that was a good time. But you can really turn it back into this network. Um, I do. I do remember watching the Ninja Warrior on there, the original there. I actually do remember that now that you say it because uh, everybody jokes you know, now that it's on, you know, the American version, but I do remember watching the uh, Japanese version on there. And that was quite a, uh, 
I don't know if it's a stark difference. It's very similar, but like that was very exciting because it was the first time I ever saw anything like that. I almost feel like once you see it for a million seasons in American TV, it's kind of watered down. But uh, yeah, I do remember that. And I think this has the potential to be big. If this was a buy or sell segment, I would definitely be buying that for sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I remember watching the Japan and I don't know why I remember watching this moment that I'm about to reenact here, but I, I don't know if anyone's ever won the American. I think people have, cause there's like four stages, but in the Japan version that I watched, there was like a lot of episodes, like a lot of episodes. I'd only seen two winners ever. And I think there had only been three or four winners total in the Japan version. Like it was hard, dude. Like it was hard. Like people would go down all the time, like in the first little clip of like the stage one or whatever. And, you know, kind of tailing off that, I mean, you know, it's not really mine. I don't know, maybe it's part of yours, but I mean, this is kind of amazing because it shows that sometimes the internet can win and the power of like fans and, and stuff like that. Like if they want something bad enough, they can get it. Like Justice League for, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League, G4 is coming back and NCAA football. I mean, I don't even know if it's on your list, but NCAA football, that was, that was the sports game other than 2K5. Oh yeah, two K five. That was a that was a fun one too. Um, man, the one with Terrell Owens on the cover. Yeah. That was um, Berman did the half times during that. That was so. That was so. And it's not that Madden was bad at that time. It's that two K five because that felt like more like an actual game experience. So I remember playing that one and just feeling like it was actually the game. I mean, obviously it's a video game, right? But. You like come in and it's like Chris Berman sitting at the desk, his hands up on the desk. If you've never played 2K5, go find a cheap version of it. Uh, unfortunately, you can't rent it at Blockbuster anymore, but go find a cheap version of it and, and just buy it for an old game system because it is it is so, so fun to do. And, and I even remember in 2K5, I know this is more about NCAA football. I apologize, but you triggered my nostalgia. Um, 2000 or 2K5, did you ever, did you play more of the game or did you also do the crib too? Because I did a lot with the crib too. I did a lot with the crib. I did a lot. Um, I, I, I never skipped over Berman's halftimes or, or like mm -hmm. his rundowns that he did because it was all based off, off NFL primetime. And like they should, like Berman was sitting behind the desk with like the NFL primetime logo and it was 10 times better. You know, that that's how I felt about MVP baseball like with Manny on the cover, like that's why I'm going to get back into probably sports games here soon. NCAA, which it's not going to be for a couple of years, but just later this year, I don't know when it's dropping. Uh, MLB, the show will be coming to Xbox. So I'm pretty excited because that's the one, like that's probably one reason I got out of baseball. I played so much baseball games that like I thought my eyes would melt. Yeah, I'm looking forward to and and I'm going to be honest, my most recent game system was I got a PlayStation 3 in 2011, I think. So it's been a long time since I've got a game system, but NCAA football may uh, may cause me to do that if if it, if if the price is right. But uh, you never played it. We'll come one down if that happens. No, I did play MLB The Show. Um, I actually did. I played it on PlayStation a lot. I actually played it on PlayStation to um oh no i do have one for playstation 3 uh because andrew mccutcheon was on the cover of one of them and i and i bought that one because you know obviously being a pirates fan 
I was like, I, I got to have the one with McCutcheon on it. So I waited a couple of years to get it. But uh, yeah, I played it and it's it's the superior baseball game. So a lot of uh, a lot of fun video games coming back. You're right. All you have to do is poke enough, poke the bear enough and you're going to get what you want. <laughs> Last question for you. So um, I'm I'm sorry to to hang up sure. on the topic. I, I apologize, but were were you more of a campus legend guy, like playing the um the you know the season or the state playoffs in the high school and NCAA, or did you do both? Play the campus legend, and then I always took like a really like terrible like one star program and turn them into like a five star and just built them up to like an Alabama. You know what I mean? So I actually didn't do camp. I wasn't a big campus legend guy. Uh, I don't know if I ever actually even did one, oddly enough. Um, what I liked to do is, number one, I would just play a lot of random games like on a Saturday and be like, this is Saturday college football. Like that was that was something fun. Uh, but also, too, my big thing that I loved was the rivalry games because you play the rivalry games and and I remember I might I don't remember which year it was but I remember like in the middle of the of the loading screen it would show the trophy Mm -hmm. so whatever rivalry game you were playing it'd be like you're playing for uh you know like Mississippi Mississippi State for instance it'd be like you're playing the Egg Bowl and the winner gets the Egg Bowl trophy then you can go to your room and, and you can see the trophies and it like shows you the game that you played uh and of course if you played an instant classic game it put that up there too so like the whole trophy room and like that was that was what I liked because I don't know that was just the part of it that I did I, I guess my attention span wasn't enough to play a, a full campus legend but the trophies were definitely fun nice so hopefully they bring that back and also bring campus legend back because I might be the only person in the world that didn't do that so somebody needs to have that back all right so I'm about to go into a sport here um and I understand that if you uh, don't have a thought on this, you just kind of move right on. I understand. I have a NASCAR topic. <laughs> I can see I can see your face getting all excited right here right now. So uh, I made the I made the announcement probably what now a week and a half, two weeks ago that I would be uh, rooting for Bubba Wallace as he makes his yeah. transition to twenty three xi racing. Um, so my prediction is hot take that Bubba Wallace will get at least three wins this year. Um, so that might be a little bit, that might be a little overzealous, but the reason I say that is, is because NASCAR is a lot about the team that you're with and the equipment that you run in. And now that Bubba Wallace is moving up from Richard Petty Motorsports, which if you know anything about NASCAR, you'd probably hear that and say, well, Richard Petty's the best race. The RPM never has ran in the front of the pack when it comes to NASCAR. So him moving into a Toyota partnership uh, with Denny Hamlin, who is somebody who consistently runs in the front of the pack uh, with Joe Gibbs racing is only going to stand to benefit them. Um, And I think Bubba has the talent to do it. I think it's just racing in the, uh, I don't want to call it subpar equipment, but equipment that typically will run you in the middle of the pack. So I think given the new equipment that he has, I think given his prowess on super speedways and even large speedways, he's been close in those RPM cars. He just runs into a little bit of bad luck. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised to see him take uh, a Talladega fall race. uh, Maybe, maybe the, uh, I don't know if it's the same name now. I remember back when I watched in 2001, but the uh, summer Daytona race also a possibility. Uh, But Bubba, I think Bubba can really do it this year and, and pull out a couple wins and we hope to see the 23 car parked in victory lane this year. Yeah. 
yeah i mean uh sounds great uh, sounds <laughs> awesome um i mean wh- wh- when's daytona when's that i mean so, I, probably the only nascar thing i watch like the the first daytona maybe talladega because of ricky bobby <laughs> it's uh it's next sunday so super bowl is this sunday and then the daytona 500 is next sunday so um, I don't know. I, I I know you're not a big NASCAR fan, but they have some like events leading up to Daytona. Um, there's like the Clash, and there's like a bunch of other series running. But um, I I really just need to watch Bubba in the uh, in the Cup Series. So that'll be next Sunday. So I'll I'll start giving a, a quick NASCAR prediction on the back half of our Friday show starting next week. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I'm I'm not a NASCAR guy. Maybe you can uh, turn. Uh, turn me on to it. I mean, uh, I don't know. I'm sure we have NASCAR fans out there. It's just, you know, I, it, it's, I don't know, maybe, maybe you get me into NASCAR and baseball and uh, I, you know, cause sum, summertime is heavy, heavy. Got to catch up on this show. Got to know what this show is. Da, 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 da. Movies for Oscars that are, you know, starting to trickle out during the summer that will mm-hmm. turn around in Oscar season around February. But I mean, yeah. All right. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe maybe uh, maybe we'll do Twitch for for NASCAR for like twenty laps or something, and and, and see how it goes. Um, sticking kind of in the game world, so I, I found this story interesting. Elon Musk, creator of Tesla, obviously. Xbox wants Elon Musk to make a Halo Warthog. and I don't know if you know what a Halo Warthog is, but it's just a completely it's basically a Jeep but without the doors, it's almost like a dune buggy in a way, but they want him to make a real life version of that. I'm going to say that headline again, because it's, it's kind of bizarre. Xbox wants Elon Musk to make a halo warthog. My hot take is that seems unnecessary. (laughs) So I think pretty much everything that Elon Musk has done in the last five years has been unnecessary. Uh, he just seems to, you know, dabble in a little bit of everything and it's not a bad thing. I mean, he has the money and resources to do it. Um, it just seems weird. Like, you know, you're coming out saying, Hey, do this, but okay. So let's, let's go back to the last story here. Let's go back to the last story with G4. Uh, people ask for this and, and they really want it. So people get it. Um, let's turn that into this story. Now, did anybody ask for this? I I don't think there's a high demand now. <laughs> no, so you know there's like 500 people in a message board like really poking the bear and and that's what's do it be. I think you got to have more than that. Um you know, all the power to you, Elon. You you seem to you seem to dabble in whatever you want to and and uh you said it's Xbox, right? Halo's Xbox. Yeah. Okay, so X, I mean, Xbox has money too. So they're they're willing to waste a couple hundred million in development. So, yeah, go for it. Let's see how it, let's see how it looks and see what it looks like. But I, I think I, I don't know. I just feel like it's unnecessary and nobody's asking for this. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I'd like to drive drive a Tesla one day though, just to see the experience of it. Because people say it's like driving a computer. It's not like driving a car. Yeah, the Tesla would be interesting because I remember when they were um, in development with the self-driving one that you could basically just program and it would take you there. The only thing I could ever think of, well, no, two things. Number one, I was like, no, I'd never be able to afford that. Uh, number two, can you imagine how great it would be to 
anywhere like vacation you're going to a, a like i've traveled for a music festival to just program a spot and you can just take a nap driving how nice would that be dude that would be the ideal cross-country trip you would have to find places obviously like in cities where there are tesla charging stations but that would be like super ideal that'd be although i did hear a guy in an interview the other day i forget his name but said that he was moving from california to texas and um he, he didn't know if it was feasible to find charging stations. So he just, he hired some sort of special company to basically ship the Tesla and keep it charged all the way down to Texas where he, he, he moved. I don't know. I, I, maybe one day. Seems, seems like you have more money than you know what to do with as well. Yeah. If, if you're just keeping your Tesla charged the entire way. But hey, hey, all the power to you. If, if, you know, if we had that kind of money, we would be, yeah. I mean, that's, that's just how everybody is. So, all right, one more, one more on my end here. Um, you know, personally, this is in my hot take, hot takes, but I don't even really know if it's that far-fetched. I don't really know if it's that much of a hot take, but um, so we've seen Tom Brady play out over the course of, what is it now, 20 seasons for the NFL. So I want to scale that to his opponent, on Sunday at the quarterback position, Patrick Mahomes. I think Patrick Mahomes also wins six Super Bowls in his career, much like Tom Brady has already. And with the potential of winning seven on Sunday, uh, I think Patrick Mahomes wins at least six as well. Look, I understand there's implications of, of money and, and you may have to restructure contracts because he's getting paid a lot of money to do what he does now. But Patrick Mahomes just seems to be on a different level as, as far as a quarterback. And in his first two seasons, nonetheless, uh, being able to lead his team the way he does. And the only, the only quarterback he's really lost to in that time frame um, is Tom Brady. I mean, certainly the, the Derek Carr game earlier this year. But uh, other than that, Patrick Mahomes has not been beaten by many. And uh, some would even call that a controversial call in the 2018 AFC title game with the offsides call. Nonetheless, Patrick Mahomes is on a very similar trajectory to what Tom Brady has done in his career um, and, and seemingly almost at a faster pace because uh, it's not that the Patriots were slow when they won their first Super Bowls, but uh, mind you, you know, one was on the, the, or at least two that I can remember were on the leg of Adam Vinatieri. And that's not to say that you don't win it, but, you know, it, it's just a little bit lesser and it seems a little bit more maybe unsexy, if you will, but. I think Patrick Mahomes is, is really on a on a collision course with six or seven Super Bowls here by the time his uh, his already legendary career is up. You think Patrick Mahomes is going to hit Brady's stratosphere of six Super Bowls at least? I do. That's that's super bold. I mean, it's so hard to make it to a Super Bowl once, let alone what Brady's done ten times. I mean, to put it in perspective, Charles Haley, I'm pretty sure, was second on that list with six playing in six Super Bowls and Jerry Rice, maybe six, maybe Charles Haley was seven, um, seven Super Bowls played, but. I think Charles Haley had the most before Brady. I think he won five rings, maybe played in six Super Bowls. I think Mark, was it Mark Shalareth has won four or five too, but still, I, it, it, there is, there is a diff, you're right. There's a different realm with people like Tom Brady and the number of games they've played in. And I genuinely think Patrick Mahomes is of that same sort that he could be in that stratosphere as well. Like, I think what Tom Brady's done, I mean, 
I don't know if it can ever be matched. I mean, think about it, man. Playing in his 10th. I guess we can count it as a home game. I mean, over under, by the way, how many times they say that on Sunday? At least, at least a Baker's dozen, right? There's no way they're not going to keep mentioning it every single chance they get on the pregame, during interviews, you know what I mean? Hey, how's it feel to play a home Super Bowl during a COVID era? We all get it. They're playing at home, you know. Uh, man, they've really beat that down uh, over the last two weeks. But <clears throat> I, I'm excited. I think the problem is Tom's just on a different level. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if anyone can ever get to that. I mean, think about what he's done, man. Think about it. He had a stretch, essentially, where he had two Hall of Fame careers. Because until they won the Super Bowl, the fourth one against Seattle, I don't, I don't think he'd uh, – he had played the Giants twice in the Super Bowl, but he lost. He's essentially had two Hall of Fame careers. Like, that's a good career for anyone, but he's had two. And if he, if he wins another one, he would have won three on the first half of his career and four on the back half. I'm, so maybe we need to do the TB12 method because the guy's just on a different kind of level that it's unmatched. And, you know, I think about it in Jordan terms, Jordan won two, three Pete's Tom ha has done essentially basically his whole career of, of winning. Like, I mean, Jordan is probably the, the best basketball player of all time. I mean, you can make debates for other guys like LeBron or whatever, but I mean, think about it, man. Like Jordan didn't win a ring till his seventh season. Tom by his seventh season had already won three rings and he's done it with legitimately interchangeable players. I think, Cor I mean, Corey Dillon was a running back on that team on one of those teams. So I don't know. He he's he's a different level, different different kind of class. Yeah, it'll. I mean, it's going to be interesting. To, it's going to be interesting to watch Patrick Mahomes' career trajectory because it it just feels like where he's starting uh, is is moving to a similar path of where Tom Brady is. And this this by no means discredits Tom Brady and what he's done with his career. I mean, geez, we're. I mean, you're talking about the the maybe the greatest winner of all time especially in terms of longevity you're you're 100 right there you can say oh well jordan had two three pizza or oh you know the, the celtics won what like nine championships in a row in a in an era where there was like 12 or 15 teams okay you're right but tom brady has won and has won over the course of two decades so it's it he he is not just doing this in a short stretch he is doing this over the course of a career and I think if there's one quarterback, and we may not even know who the next great quarterback is after these guys yet, but I think the closest person to Tom Brady's trajectory that we know of right now is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, he he's pretty early on. I was making the case that Russ would, would hit, you know, legendary status, and Russ is probably going to be a Hall of Famer the way he's played in his career up to this point. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, my last hot take comic books are cool, man. Comic books are so cool. Uh, so WandaVision it's, it, I, I mean, I know you have Disney plus and it, it's probably something you're, you know, you're not like cup of tea, but 
it's having massive success. And a lot of people think essentially what's going to happen is X-Men characters or one or two, whoever are going to be introduced into this season or limited series, whatever you want to call it. Um, because they do own X-Men again uh, under their Disney umbrella. I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, it, it's been amazing. I, I mean, then the guy who plays uh, War Machine, um, Don Cheadle, uh, he's going to be making an appearance. It's confirmed in the Falcon and Winter uh, Soldier series, which premieres next month. Uh, basically, um, like a two-week gap from one Marvel limited series ending to another starting so there's going to be a lot of marvel over the next couple of weeks but man the the internet's a buzz about this show i mean it's going crazy well and i've i've seen a lot of it too and, and obviously hearing it from you and seeing it online too um i mean i think this is this could be the next thing that that um you know marvel and in, in the the superhero world capitalizes on and kind of introduces it in you know based on what you said just because when something's popular, people run with it. And, you know, maybe I, I, I still caution myself because I don't want to see anything ran into the ground. We've talked about that multiple times when it comes to this. But uh, I think it's interesting, especially with something newer like this that doesn't really have a lot of, um, you know, it doesn't have the same amount of um, maybe prowess yet. Uh, and, and, you know, what I mean by that is, is, is you know, this isn't Spider-Man. This isn't. Uh, the Iron Mans of the world. This isn't the big superheroes. This is something that's kind of completely different, uh, newer for the eyes. So it's fresh. You can start off with those stories and, and people can really immerse themselves into it. You're less worried about, oh, well, he's not as good as the last Spider-Man or something like you can really kind of fall into this story for the first time. Uh, and maybe it'll get to that point. But the first time you see it, you're going to remember that. So uh, you know, I hope for everybody's sake that that watches this, that it continues that same path because it really, see, you're right, it really does seem to be taking the internet by storm and uh, those who have watched it have really seemed to enjoy it and, and kind of roll with it full force. It's kind of amazing. Disney gets into the TV game and Mandalorian's a massive, huge success, right? Like taking over and now WandaVision. I mean, man, the, the stuff they produce, it seems like for TV, if people love it it goes insane and i mean those are two rabid fan bases that i'm a part of um so we'll see but ryan we got a great interview we're talking like i said we're talking wrestling yeah absolutely this is a fun interview with uh with like we talked about a little impact wrestling uh so a ringside play-by-play -play announcer josh matthews drops in and then we're talking a little bit about impact uh, talking a little bit about his is a little bit about his time in WWE, but more about the up and coming impact uh, and kind of some of their big moves into 2021. Uh, but we're also just talking a little bit of sports as well, because Josh is a, as uh, a Titans and Oregon fan too. Uh, so we had to slip that in there, but definitely a fun interview and we hope you guys enjoy it as much as we did. And now our interview with Josh Matthews. All right, we now welcome one uh, ringside announcer, play-by-play -play announcer, and now senior producer at Impact Wrestling, Mr. Josh Matthews. Josh, thank you for joining the Two Ryan Sports Show today. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Really looking forward to uh, talking to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're excited to talk a little bit of Impact Wrestling here, but uh, starting off here, so obviously uh, things have been a lot different in, in 2020, 2021, so... Um, you know, with all the spare time you had, I just want to ask, you haven't been like outside calling any backyard matches or 
starting any any stuff on the street have you You've just been kind of hanging out you know i've been trying to get dudes to fight in the street so that i can call their matches uh just to stay sharp uh unfortunately i, I couldn't get anybody to to get in any fights or anything so uh yeah uh, I, it, it certainly hasn't been quiet for us um I, I wish that it has been but uh you know we had all of our tv tapings and uh and, and it was sort of business as usual for us and uh, everything that we've added to our to our plates with uh, Shop Impact and, and our micro brawlers and and uh, you know we we thought the world was going to slow down, but fortunately and uh, unfortunately, you know, it didn't. Yeah, I I just wanted to I just wanted to make sure because I'm I'm sure with a little bit of downtime you you find yourself maybe going crazy a little bit and and looking for the next fight, but uh, yeah, that's that's positive that everything's uh, stayed up for you. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun, and um, we get ready for uh, for twenty twenty one, and just uh, keep hitting the ground running. So, Josh, speaking of hitting the ground, you know how to take a bump, okay? Don't sell yourself short. You know how to take a bump, and your wife is obviously one of the best wrestlers uh, I've ever seen. Okay, so who would win in a match between you and your wife? Uh, Madison Rain, without question, she would she would win. And uh, there's there's we we do boxing classes um, every night, and uh, we miss tonight because of the snow. But um, uh, we, after class, uh, we uh, we roll around a little bit and do some jujitsu and stuff. And and she can uh, she can give me some holds and tap me out, and I've got no shame in saying that. That I mean that sounds yeah, well, like a, certainly like a tough night there. It's a fun way to spend a Monday or a Wednesday night. That's for sure. <laughs> With without the snow, you don't need the snow Im impacting it either. You can just uh, you can just run away and and do that all there. But um, want to ask you a little bit here too, just to throw it back a little bit for you. Uh, looking back in your career. Starting with with tough enough, so I, I know that that's you know a little bit uh, different from what we're doing, what you're doing now. But you know what 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 can you tell me about tough enough and kind of how that impacted you as as both a wrestler, but also just giving you the the training in the wrestling world to to kind of make it to where you are almost twenty years later today with impact. Yeah, um, you know it's weird because I, I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about uh, that experience. I, maybe I will later in life, but. Um... It certainly put me on a fast track uh, uh, to what I wanted to be doing with my career. And I had always wanted to, to be in wrestling and work in wrestling and, um, you know, tough enough sort of popped up. And, you know, I, I never even thought like, um, you know, being famous was something that I that I cared about. It was literally just wrestling and uh, uh, the MTV deal sort of came about and tough enough. And then uh, the night that it ended, uh, the next day, MTV asked me to audition to be a VJ, um, and WWE had called a couple weeks later um, about announcing, and it sort of just you know spun in that direction. I always just was open to to any opportunity that that came up, and um, you know I look now at people that turn down opportunities and things, and it kind of sort of scratched my head. But um, you know I just never said no to to an opportunity, and and uh, you know here we sit some almost twenty years later, so. It's uh, it's definitely been a, a, a whirlwind, um, but um, you know I think it was just being open to those different opportunities and different things, and and uh, you know keep pressing on. Ryan, pause in the interview for a moment, and we'll get back to it in a moment. But man, one of my favorite things to do in the morning 
is listening to music. I love, I've talked about it. Chris Daughtry, Sugar Ray. I'm an early 2000s, late 90s guy. I've been listening to Three Doors Down in the morning, but you know where I do all that? In the shower, brushing the teeth, whatever, getting you know a cup of milk. That's right, I said a cup of milk, not a glass, a cup in the morning. I do that all through Amazon Music. So you're a milk guy. I like learning new things about you. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing the same thing in, in the morning, especially uh, I'm, I'm a listen to music at work kind of guy. I have a job where I can certainly do that. Actually, the band that I've been listening to a lot recently is uh, Sleep Token. They're a little bit of a little bit of a new age rock type act. They're a little bit of rock, a little bit of metal. I think you should check them out, but I'm checking them out on Amazon Music. I actually, uh, whenever I bought their album, I got the digital copy right to my Amazon Music. So absolutely perfect if you're still buying cds like me they come with those digital versions or you can just buy the digital versions online uh significantly easier for for those who are not stuck in the year 2000 buying cds but uh if if you are going to listen to sleep token sugar ray daughtry all your favorite artists genres do it on amazon music and you can sign up today with the link get backslash to Ryan sports. So again, that link to sign up today and start listening is get Amazon backslash to Ryan sports. Again, check out some sleep token. If you're a country fan, listen to a little Toby Keith. Um, if you're a rap fan, find a little, little Wayne, some Drake, find out whoever you like, but you can do it all on Amazon music. And now back to the interview. Um, Josh, You've obviously been broadcasting for a while, called thousands of matches, countless hours that you've lost track of. What is the one moment where you were calling a match? And of course, you know, you're, you're obviously doing your job, but like there's a moment like where you're so invested as a fan, you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm, you know, I'm calling this match. Like it's unbelievable. Like maybe it's like a 22 minute block, you know, in, in the A segment or something like that. Like what is you know, a, a match that you remember calling that you were just so invested that you couldn't believe you were, you were a part of it during your time at impact. Yeah. Um, I, it's, that's a tough one because there aren't, I mean, there are, there are characters that I became super invested in and, and, and athletes that I wanted to really help. And, you know, sort of um, between impact and, 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 and WWE, they, they, they didn't really need, uh, the machine itself didn't need the, the, the help, I guess, you know, it was always going to be there. And, and with impact, we were kind of, and, and, you know, the little engine that could for, for quite some time. And, and, uh, you know, we've kind of cemented our place now, but for a long time, it was, you know, guys like EC3 and, uh, rockstar spud and the American wolves. And these guys is really just putting everything they had into these matches. You know, I remember the first shows that I called in New York and, these guys are, uh, you know, they're killing themselves and, and they're busting their butts and their bodies, um, you know, and they're doing it for not hundreds of thousands of people um, or, or millions watching on television. They were doing it for, you know, for the company that they're working for and the fans that were there. So that that was really uh, something that resonated with me where I thought these guys are they care so much about this company and you couldn't help but um, that couldn't help but sort of. Um, it was contagious, that feeling. And, um, and I still use that feeling today, you know, on days that we don't want to get up and work and, and uh, to be doing interviews at almost eight o'clock at night Eastern. But we do them because, you know, we want to talk about impact. We want to talk about the company, we want to champion the company. And um, 
uh, we just keep trying to to beat our drum. And I think that we've kind of created our own world and, you know, hopefully more and more people tune in and, and join us and, and become a part of, of what it is we're doing because we think it's pretty special. Yeah, it's definitely special. I mean, I've been watching a lot of uh, Diano per, uh, Perazzo. I think that's how it's Perazzo, Perizzo uh, clips. Uh, Perazzo, yeah. Yeah. So just along with that, you know, obviously impact is, is on a different course there. Uh, you know, you talk about the grind, but, but what are some other things that you feel really maybe even differences, but things that really set impact apart and, and, you know, the, the fan base around it is maybe a little bit more rabid, but uh, you know, what, what are some other big things that you really think set impact apart and, and really give it that platform to go into the future with wrestling? I think with us, it's, it's a fun two hour show. Uh, I've always said that we don't try to insult the intelligence of our fans. I don't think that we do that. I think that we try to give you the most honest and straightforward two hour show that you can get our pay-per-views for the past two and a half years have been critically acclaimed. Um, you know, we try to give you the best conclusion to epic matches. Um, you know, it's like the end of a movie. And if you get a, a finish where there's a disqualification or, or something along those lines and you don't super, you don't leave feeling super satisfied. That's, that's never a good feeling as a fan and you invest all this time and energy and money. Um, you know, there's so many choices right now with what you can watch on television. Um, so, so to spend two hours on a Tuesday night or three hours on a Saturday night, every month on impact plus watching one of our specials, like, you know, we want you to feel like you got something out of that and that you accomplished something by watching that. And maybe you feel good. And, um, and, you know, you feel like you got your money's worth and you were, and you were certainly entertained for the time that you were there. I mean, it's just, we take pride in, in making sure that, you know, our fans are getting exactly what they want and feeling as satisfied as they can be at the conclusion of our shows. And I think that every, you know, every show that we do, we were putting our best foot forward. We know we're getting ready to launch this new uh, Before the Impact show uh, on Access TV starting on the 16th of February. And, um, you know, that's a show that we're putting a lot of effort in and a lot of, you know, looking at different sets and, okay, this is going to cost a lot of money, but, you know, is it worth it? Okay, maybe it is. And and who's going to host this and who's going to be a part of it? And, and you know, what can we do to make this special? Um, and, you know, Wrestle Week on Access TV is another thing that, you know, uh, that got brought to us late December for January. And you say, okay, there go all the plans for the holiday break and we're going to roll up our sleeves and we're going to get to work. And that's what we did. And, you know, I think we put on some great shows over that early January and, uh, you know, the, the fans showed that support. And I think you'll see Wrestle Week again in April. Well, that's great news to hear. I mean, because I've been watching a lot of uh, Impact on uh, Pluto TV's free channel, uh, Impact, where they just uh, air Impact Wrestling uh, 24-7. And uh, I had to stop myself. I, I realized I had to go to work today. So, um, look, you're the second wrestling guy we've had on. So this is going to be like a traditional question we'll ask people when we have from the world of wrestling. What is your favorite place that you've traveled to in all your countries, all your cities, like what is the favorite place? We, we've had, you know, the, first, the last person we had on from the wrestling world said it was uh, Canada and uh, Tokyo. That's pretty good. Um, I, I enjoyed the West Coast. Um, WWE's calendar is sort of, um, you know, you start West in January and you move East and it sort of moves like this throughout the year and you can kind of figure out, okay, I'm going to be here. Um, but I lived in the Northeast and I had a deal with them where in January, instead of flying back 
uh, four times from New York to California uh, four weeks in a row, but I would just stay out West and really got to explore uh, Northern California, Napa Valley, um, um, uh, a lot of the uh, Half Moon Bay up there, played a lot of golf. And uh, that to me is, is I love getting out to, to Northern Cali and um, uh, I took my kid there two years ago and she loved it. So sort of a, a family thing now where we can get out there and, and enjoy our, our time out there, but uh, West Coast for sure. And, um, you know, being here in Columbus, I literally just got done shoveling more snow. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'd like to be somewhere a little warmer right now. Well, one, one thing, so you're, you're in Columbus. I have to ask you because I, I don't spend a lot of time in Columbus, but I've been there enough. Where does the Thurman Cafe rank on your list of restaurants in Columbus? Near Ben, we don't eat meat. Oh. We don't eat we don't oh. eat red meat. Okay. So uh, it's yeah. going to turn you completely <laughs> away. Then you're you're completely out if you, if you don't eat meat for the Thurman Cafe. I heard it was a good burger though. My wife told me that when we first moved here that that they had the best burgers. So okay, I, I just had to know because I I tried it for the first time last year on recommendation. So that that's kind of where I was led to go. But I I'm. I apologize, but I'm sure that there's other great places to eat in Columbus that I'm not been to yet. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we live in the suburbs and we have a seven-year-old, so it's not like we get to get out and, and do a whole lot. So if you sure. wanted to know about fast food or, or uh, Chuck E. Cheese, I can point in the right direction. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I'll look for the Chuck E. Cheese the next time I'm up there. Uh, one there other thing for you here. Uh, so every, every time we have somebody on, I like to scroll through your Twitter followers just because we're a sports show. Um, so I see yeah. that you're a fan of, of Oregon football and the Tennessee Titans. At least that's what your Twitter tells me. Um, so how are you feeling about the Titans moving into the next season or Oregon football? Because Oregon football seems to be on a rise. The Titans seem to be on a rise. You might be having the perfect storm coming together here all at one time. Yeah, starting with the Ducks, um, I became a Ducks fan uh, years ago. I started watching West Coast football, and I, I fell in love with the the style, the spread offenses. And then I found this this team in Eugene that was um, had, had different uniforms every every game, and and uh, I became a big fan. And um, um, and that my wife actually, who's from Columbus, when Ohio State played Oregon in the national championship, that's how I was able to uh, slide into her DMs, so to speak, and and start hitting on her and leading to to our marriage. Um, but I, I, we, we just signed, um, I think the 49th ranked, uh, top 300 player, which puts us, puts us, I think it's seven of the ESPN top 300. Um, I think we'll have the best defensive backfield in college football. Luckily with COVID first person ever say luckily with COVID, um, we were able to get into the, um, you know, the, the Pac-12 championship game, um, it was from Washington, I believe we couldn't get in. I think Oregon is going to be good. Um, uh, as far as the Titans go, uh, just another season where we got so close. Um, when we lived in Nashville, we had season tickets and uh, loved it. We fell in love with the Titans. And, and anybody that if you're ever in Tennessee, you have to go to a game because you can walk right over from Broadway, right across the bridge and have a great day. And um, I, I think that if everything stays the same there, uh, you know, I, I think you, you're Super Bowl or bust next year. I was already looking at the odds. Uh, I think they're plus 24, maybe it's 4,800 uh, to win the Super Bowl next year. It might be a safe bet. I think that they can get there. I mean, Kansas City is so good. Um, but we'll see what happens this weekend, too. I, I, I like the over. I like 55 and a half this weekend. So mm -hmm. we'll see what happens on Sunday. But a uh, good time to be a sports fan uh, this weekend for sure. 
feel safe to put the over with Patrick Mahomes anytime he's in a game. I, I don't feel that that's a, I don't feel that's ever a bad bet. Um, but do you think you can feasibly hand it to Derrick Henry every play to, to make it get to the Super Bowl? Well, that's what they did last year in the playoffs. Um, it was just the Derrick Henry show and the road show. And then this year, um, it just, I don't know, for whatever reason, um, you know, and then I thought the Ravens, okay, the, the way that they uh, handled that game, then I liked the Ravens the next week, they end up getting beat. But um, it's just, it's an interesting, it was an interesting year. Uh, we got through all the games, uh, first time ever that there was a game played on every night of the week. Uh, my wife said, I can't believe there's this much football. And I said, there's not, there's nothing, there's more football this year. It's just that it's, you never watched an NFL game on a Wednesday at 3.30. And I loved it. I think there was mm -hmm. a Steelers that played on a Wednesday at like 3.30 or something like that. And a horrible game. Um, but it, just to have football on in, in the middle of the afternoon while you're working um, were, was nice. So um, I, I think hopefully we get back to normal next year. Um, hopefully we have a clean Super Bowl. I saw that the barber tested positive for the chiefs and had to get sent home. So hopefully everyone plays, hopefully it's a fun high scoring, you know, 35, 37 games somewhere around there. And uh, they get over 55 and a half points and, and we win some money. <laughs> that's, that's all that we're, that's all we're looking about in this, but you're right. That was a Steeler game because I'm a, I'm a Steeler fan personally. And I was sitting out in my living room with my laptop working, just looking over watching the game. So I'm, I'm right there with you, but, uh, but Josh, Hey, we really do appreciate you coming on and, and uh, talking to us this evening, but uh, as you go about everything with impact and with your family life in the next coming terms, um, we hope that you continue to stay safe. All of your loved ones and, and coworkers continue to stay safe. Uh, and hopefully we'll talk to you again down the road with all the big things coming in impact. Yeah. Thanks guys. Uh, reach out to, to Ross anytime. And uh, you know, I told him I wanted to do your guys show tonight and uh, certainly appreciate it. That was a fun interview. And, and when I saw that you guys were more of a sports show, I was happy that we were able to talk about some football and stuff so anytime yeah. you guys want me to have, come back let me know we're, we're never above talking about derrick henry and the titans or oregon's uniform so love it guys. <laughs> hey love it yeah absolutely thanks. josh thanks again ryan josh was fun josh was fun we have a lot of things to look forward to now with uh impact wrestling coming up turning our attention to that and kind of seeing what 21 or 2021 i should say uh, really holds for their business, but he's got me excited to maybe get back into a little wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, we're, uh, we've been uh, honest about it. You know, we don't watch wrestling all the time, but uh, we do watch it like during, you know, I have anyway, the last couple uh, episodes I've talked about, you know, the Royal Rumble, those kind of things. But um, yeah, I'm going to have to start getting back into impact because um, I, I've been watching uh, some people. They got this one uh, girl on there, Deanna Perrazzo. P-U-R-A-Z-Z-O. Um, she's, uh, yeah, she, 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 uh, she's a good wrestler and they got some other people in there. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what uh, happens. And, uh, but Ryan, basically the weekend grab bag, we don't even really need to talk about what we need to watch this weekend, right? It's Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Buh, B-U-H, O-L. O -L. I mean, big game, huge huge bowl, whatever you want to call it. It's here. I feel like the Super Bowl <clears throat> this year is actually a little I look, I, I do love Super Bowl coverage to an extent, like I've talked about before. Um, I try not to watch it ex, you know 24/7 like I used to because it can get monotonous obviously. but what I do watch is I, I do watch like a lot of interviews and a lot of you know press and, and this and that and 
it's it's it is strange super bowl week i don't know what it'll be like going forward and if it'll get back to normal but man super bowl press week has been kind of kind of weird and and, and not fun to watch at all uh there hasn't been players doing really any press i mean there's been a few but they're not going from show to show to show to show you know and then local radio show you know what i mean they're they're doing whatever they want to do which makes sense and if they need to promote something, okay, that's fine. But it's all being done through Zoom. And it's almost essentially like Super Bowl media coverage during the week hasn't really existed um, outside of like the big boys, like the mothership over at ESPN and NFL Network, you know, they're down there. But I mean, it's, it's almost like a ghost town. And look, we all know the world we're living in. But I mean, it's crazy, man, because I, I don't know what Super Bowl week will be like going forward if they can if players can have the option now where they would rather do okay show a b and c but not have to do show d e and f they can do that they don't have to go down to wherever the super bowl was held and um i saw a picture of radio row remember talking back to trey back in way back in november uh it's hard to believe that's been you know that was in november but he was right on the right on the nail um radio row is sad there's only like I, th I think I count if I counted correctly in this picture that I saw 20 radio stations compared to typically like 200 to 250. I mean, it's, it's, uh, so that's my first part about the Super Bowl this week. You know, it's odd because, you know, just to play off that a little bit, it, it's, it's definitely Super Bowl week, right? We know that the game's coming up. We're excited for it. I mean, there's, there's so much in this game that you can talk about. But in terms of the media side of it, it almost doesn't feel like it's the Super Bowl. It just doesn't feel the same to see players sitting in front of a Zoom background talking about it. And I understand it's product of what we're what we're living through right now. Uh, it's, it's not to say that I think they should be in person, but it, it just the media hype usually just creates something different around the games that's, that's more – I don't want to say it's more fun, but it just, it creates a, a, a second level of entertainment almost on top of the game. Like I think back to uh, Marshawn Lynch's Super Bowl quotes and uh, you know, certainly the outfits and, and media day on Tuesday is always fun to, you know, hear the reporters. Um, I, I think of the, the Tom Brady question from a couple of years back talking about like, who's his inspiration or his idol. There's just, there's a second level to it. That's missed this year. And it's not the same. Um, and again, obviously a product of the time we're living in, but when the biggest story of the week is, is that the team that, um, or, or the, the barber who was cutting a team's hair tested positive for COVID, like, I don't know, it's just, it doesn't have that same, uh, that same flash and flair to it as it normally would with, um, with the regular Super Bowl week. I, it's not disappointing. I, again, we're, we're not going to not watch the game and chow down on a lot of pizza and wings and guacamole and, and beverage of choice, but I don't know. It, it just, it feels different in 2021 for sure. And you can actually look at that Super Bowl from last year in Miami as like the last like big event before like everything kind of stopped and like, just see like, wow. Okay. This is, this is going to be strange. And I mean, you know, the trophy presentation, I, you know, the guys are all crowded around like the wing Super Bowl team touching the trophy and what's that going to look like? You know what I mean? Like, how do they have that set up? And, and uh, the head of the uh, NFLPA um, came out and said that uh, 
there is no scenario where this would have been moved. So it was, you know, thought of as a possibility back in the fall when, when we talked about it, but we were right the other day. Like there, there was no way that they were going to move this. Um, I, I also think that the strangest thing is for us, the Super Bowl is so massive, but in other countries, like no one's watching this. Like I, I think as much as we are in other countries, you know, like if you look at the Premier League, by the way, this is the only place where you'll get Premier League, Pirates, Knicks, and NASCAR coverage. <laughs> You're not kidding about that. <laughs> uh, the Premier League, the championship for the Premier League, garners around three to four hundred million people. You know, two hundred to three hundred million people. So they double the Super Bowl, triple it sometimes. So as much as it's a huge game, it's not as big as some of the other stuff that happens. Olympics. World Cup. Olympics is taking place later this year. We'll see. That's what I have on the media side of things. Now let's jump into the to the the props, if you will, of the Super Bowl. Things that we may or may not care about that they're going to talk about during the game, obviously, and during pregame. National Anthem, Gatorade Color. Uh, those are the two big ones. And then... Um, I mean, those those are the ones that stick out in, in my mind, honestly. I don't really think of anything else. Um, I know that, um, you know, people look every single year for the Gatorade color. I don't know why that matters. I, I think it's just something fun to bet on for people. I mean, I, I literally think that's it, is they look at it and say, oh, well, I mean, you know, if, if, it's, if it's red, I, I stand to make money or whatever. Um, same with the same with the national anthem. I mean, not that not that I don't have country pride. Don't get me wrong, but like, I, they make a big deal about who sings the national anthem, who does the halftime show. That I, I'm I'm more in it for the game, and I understand some people aren't, um, so they care more about that. So to each your own. But it it makes no difference to me who sings the national anthem. It makes no difference to me who performs at the halftime show. Just. Just do it. Get it over with. We understand this is a big event. We understand there's going to be hundreds of millions of eyes on it. So we want to bring out our best feet for it um, or put our best foot forward is, is what I'm trying to say with that. But, you know, point is, you know, in, in my world, those those two things almost don't even exist because I'm just I'm watching the game. I'm watching the commercials. I think I said last episode, you know, when, when it comes to the Super Bowl, there's three distinct times where you can go to the bathroom and that's the game the commercials or the halftime show. And, and I usually am, am waiting until the halftime show because I don't want to miss the other two. So sorry. Also, um, sorry, weekend. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about that in a moment. Uh, also, as far as the Super Bowl, can we change the start time from 630 and just push it up a, ha- a half hour? Just go to six or 530. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's not make it a 625 or 629 like you've done the last two knows how many years. Let's Let's make this six o'clock or five thirty, or hey if we want to get real fun with it why don't we why don't we put it at four o'clock four twenty-five, like you do during every other big primetime game during the season yeah it might be unconventional for people on the west coast or whatever but i mean you know come on man like let, let's let, let's just move it up a half hour i think six o'clock would be fine because when they get to six o'clock and they're doing all the pageantry of like intros and stuff i'm like okay it's it's time for the game because we got like 20 minutes of this but now let's talk about the halftime show i don't really care 
halftime show and commercials. Commercials, we've talked about it. We're not big commercial guys. You don't like how they air the commercials online anymore. I think the commercials are not very good altogether, except for the two that I told you I've already seen. Halftime show, don't really care. Six, six and one. I mean, the, I think the problem is, is that there's never really been a band or an artist that I've cared about. Um, I've been in the camp for years and, and, you know, people that I'm close to probably get tired of hearing me say it, but I'm like, you know, until they, until they do like Metallica or ACDC, you know, somebody that is appealing in the, in the rock community and is a headliner, if you will, nah, I don't, I don't really care. Uh, the one that I can think of though, that I actually did enjoy, um, what I think it was the Atlanta Super Bowl, the Atlanta and um, New England year, Lady Gaga. Didn't she do it that year? I have I have no idea. What, whatever. The only one I remember, I remember two from like, uh, I remember Timberlake from a couple years ago, and I remember uh, uh, the uh, the Katy Perry Shark year because that turned in like to like a major meme like on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're right. I do remember that, and of course, you know, dating back to us being very youthful, uh, the Justin Timberlake Janet Jackson incident, which I didn't even see live. I yeah, just didn't see it. But um, Lady Gaga's performance, I actually enjoyed. I thought that was kind of cool. I made it back from the bathroom in time to see the presentation. So that was, uh, you know, that was a win, I suppose. Um, that the one that I really enjoyed, I got to see. But otherwise, when it comes to this the halftime show, it just it doesn't make a difference to me. With The weekend, I actually do, fun fact, like one of his songs, and you can listen to it on Amazon Music, get Amazon Music backslash to Ryan Sports. <laughs> to Ryan sports show, but, uh, blinding lights, the, the very popular song that you pretty much hear on every commercial. I actually don't mind that one. I think it has a little bit of like an eighties pop vibe to it. So I don't hate that song. I, I can get down with that. Um, I know a couple of his songs, but I'm not tied to watching his halftime show. I, again, I think it'd be more fun to see, uh, Metallica live. I've actually seen Metallica live and like just like shooting fire into the Super Bowl. Like that would be kind of cool. Yeah, uh, get amazonmusic.com backslash to Ryan Sports. No, I <laughs> I don't care. I mean, you know, and I think we're both not really commercial guys anymore, to tell you the truth, because they, they they haven't been good. They, they haven't been good. But promise me this, before we get to the Super Bowl on Sunday, promise me you'll, you'll text me and let me know that you've watched that Will Ferrell commercial, because I do think that's good. I do think it's good. I'll check that one out. I'll actually, I'll check it out. So this is, you're hearing this on Friday, uh, but Thursday as we're recording this, Ryan, I'll watch it whenever I get off the, the call here with you and I'll check it out. So the Will Ferrell commercial, what's it for? Uh, some sort of car. Some sort. Of okay. Car. I'll type in Will Ferrell, some sort of car, and I'm sure it'll come up. Or, or just Will Ferrell Super Bowl commercial. I'm sure either way. Uh, now let's, uh, let's get to the game. Uh, let's talk about, we're going to, so Ryan, I'm going to do this a little differently instead of breaking down the game as a mm -hmm. whole let's break down the offenses first on the on kansas mm -hmm. city side of the ball i'll take the kansas city you you take tampa bay for offense look mm -hmm. tyree kill travis kelsey clyde edwards hilaire patrick mahomes who you said is going to win more super bowls than tom brady we'll t we'll, we'll circle back on that take uh, uh some years from now we'll put that in the crystal ball file that we have um, long-term crystal ball file, long, very, very long-term crystal ball. Um, 
those are the players that stick out. I mean, you have Miko Hardman who could end up some, I, I, I think what's fascinating about the Super Bowl is you have players that make plays or end up being MVPs or make big moment plays that end up getting remembered forever. That's what one of the things that makes the Super Bowl special. I believe Miko Hardman for the Chiefs could end up being one of those players. He could end up having a catastrophic fumble like he did against Buffalo. Now he rebounded and ended up scoring a massive touchdown later in that game. But Sammy Watkins is on the field too, man. Like, I mean, you, <laughs> Sammy Watkins is still in the league. Sammy Watkins could end up being somehow making a big play um, because that's just how the Super Bowl works. I, I I don't know. Kansas City's offense is super firepowered. But, but by the way, here's a fun fact. Did you know Travis Kelsey is somehow older than Gronk? When did Travis Kelsey come into the – I mean, I guess that happens, but – it's crazy, right? That's because weird. Gronk's body like fell apart, and he took a year off from football, basically. Almost, well, he did took a year off from football, and then came back. Like, that's uh, that's insane. So, Kansas City, their their issue is they they seem to think they're the Golden State Warriors, the seventy three win Golden State Warriors, that they can just flip the switch. I don't think it's that easy. Now let's talk about Tampa's offense. So with Tampa's offense, I, I mean, clearly it revolves around the best quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, and, and he's really brought a new life to it. Um, but you can't ignore all the weapons that he has too. And I, and I know towards the end of his career with Tom Brady, a lot of people clamored with New England. They're like, uh, you're not giving him weapons. You're not giving him people to throw it to. Well, little change of scenery. And he's got about everybody you could ever hope to throw the ball to and running backs that he can hand it off to as well. Um, I don't think Ronald Jones or Leonard Fournette have been superstars, but they've been very serviceable in the backfield um, to two great running backs. I mean, guys that you can clearly hand the ball off to and, and get yards, but Tom Brady's weaponry is, is, is quite steep this year in Tampa Bay. Um, you know, just the basics, obviously Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and, and Antonio Brown coming in mid season. We've, we've seen what he can do um, in the past. And of course, Gronkowski, Cameron Brait even was a was a good player before Tom Brady got there. Um, but, you know, to your point about players making big plays uh, that, that we may not know otherwise, I think of a guy like Scotty Miller uh, for for Tampa Bay. And I know that there was the controversy from last week, earlier this week, that he's faster than Tyreek. I don't care about that. Whatever. You, you talk whatever you want to talk. But, you know, the reason I say that is because, I mean, think back to the NFC Championship game a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, Tom Brady's one of those guys that wants to score before halftime to get that lead, to increase it when they get the ball back. Drops a little pass into Scotty Miller, and he scores a very important touchdown, really kind of one of the big turning points of that game. There's really no reason Scotty Miller couldn't be open again for a big touchdown on Sunday late in a game for the Super Bowl. So definitely watch out for him. Uh, watch out for all the weapons. Certainly those those guys, that arsenal is stacked. But as with any good offense, it revolves around the offensive line. And, and Tom Brady, one thing that he's had throughout his career is a very solid offensive line. I don't think he would have went to Tampa Bay if he didn't think that he could trust this offensive line and what they would do up front with those big guys. So that unit has been great all year. Of course, if he's getting hit, Tom Brady's going to let somebody know about it. And, and one of the big reasons that he hasn't been is their starting left tackle rookie Tristan Wirfs. Uh, who had his hands full one one week with Khalil Mack, but other than that has really stepped up. So I think that this offense still, again, it revolves around Tom Brady. It's it's not quite as high-powered when looking at 
a comparison with Kansas City. It's a little bit more monotonous and tedious, very Brady-like, but it gets the job done and has clearly got them to the big game and, and pretty much could, could win them the big game too. Yeah, yeah. Now, I do, by the way, before we move on to defense, I love your Scotty Miller pick because I, I could see that happening as well where he could be one of those players that makes like this just has a huge game on Sunday. Um, I, I, it does happen. I mean, you can look at the traditional Super Bowl every year and there is a player on Super Bowl, typically offense, sometimes defense. Malcolm Smith for defense from Seattle was the last one that I remember on the defensive side of the ball um, where players just like they're known, they're, they're very good players, they're, they're role players, they're not star players, but they make these insane, insane plays on Sundays during the big game. Defense, we don't really need to break down each defensive side of the ball because they're not, I mean, they're obviously talented, but they're not firepowered like the offenses. For me, yeah. the go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You were going to start. I didn't want to, want to break your stride. Well, I was just going to say for me, the, the, the defenses, both of them, I feel like Tampa can stop the run better, but mm -hmm. their, their secondary is, is not as great. I think what it comes down to is I feel like ultimately Tampa Bay has made the better adjustments than Kansas City versus their regular season matchup. Because if I, I watched the highlights of that game uh, just a couple of days ago. It is incredible how easily Tyreek Hill moved around in that first quarter for 200 yards. I don't see that happening again. But what I do see happening is them having a problem on Sunday with their fast wide receivers, especially out of the slot with guys like Nicole Hartman. Well, I think the thing is, is Kansas City's best defense has been their offense. So when when your offense scores as much as Kansas City's does, they they don't really have to have as great of a defense. And, and I don't think that they have, I, especially comparatively uh, speaking between the two, because it's hard to be as good as Kansas City's offense. The, the defensive matchup, though, between these two teams clearly favors the Buccaneers. Uh, and I think that's because they're going to be a little bit more styled up front. Uh, they have a good defensive line. They have a great linebacking core. Uh, and, and their secondary isn't their secondary isn't a superstar secondary. Uh, you know, they don't have that big, you know, Jalen Ramsey type guy, Xavier uh, Howard type guy in Miami to, to shut down on the outside. But they have serviceable. They have starting level corners and, and some uh, younger guys in the secondary or the back half of the secondary as well, uh, such as Anton Winfield. But I think this matchup favors Tampa Bay. But but the thing is, is, is when you're talking about Kansas City, it's a different animal and it's it's tough to it's tough to play against them. So the, the matchup, I think, is really going to be the two offenses against each other, because if Kansas City can continue to score at will, Tom Brady and that offense is going to have to either one keep up, which he can do. We've seen there's really no argument against that and no argument against the second point that if they wanted to slow the game down and really put it more in Tampa Bay's hands and the running backs hands, they can do that too. I think that it's going to be interesting because if Tampa Bay can create a couple turnovers from Kansas city, you could be looking at a game that favors the Buccaneers uh, just because they have a little bit better of a defense. Kansas city can come back from a lot, but Will they be able to play in a hole? Just for example, if they have two quick interceptions in the first half, will they be able to come out from a hole if, if that happens? 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, as far as final prediction of the game, before we move on to our final two segments of the episode of Do We Understand and uh, Monday Morning Headlines, give me, uh, give, me, give me Tampa Bay 33. Nope, no. Yeah, well, I mean, who cares? Thir- <laughs> uh, about thir- 33, Kansas City, 31. Okay, I like your 31 pick on the uh, losing score. And that's what I'm going to give Tampa Bay as 31, and I'm going to give Kansas City 35. I think this is going to be a pretty high-scoring game, um, it, all things considered with the Super Bowl. Uh, but I think I think Kansas City's too good. And, and you know, we, we talked about it, and I don't like to say it necessarily, but I think it'll be a little bit of a, a passing of the torch, changing of the guard, if you will, from the Tom Brady dominated era to the Patrick Mahomes now dominated era of the NFL. Well, uh, we will certainly see on Sunday, but real quick wrapping up here. um, Do we understand my, my one headline for, do we understand the NHL is considering postponing the 2021 draft to 2022. That doesn't, I don't understand. (laughs) That doesn't make sense at all. Um, what 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 are we doing? Uh, what are we doing? The only the only argument that I can make for that, and and kind of as it relates to a completely different sport, is thinking about it in terms of who's able to play and who's able to get uh, basically notoriety when it comes to. I'm thinking in terms of like college football. I guess I should say that to be clear here. So let's think about college football. Uh, I saw a tweet yesterday that that's kind of funny, but it's also kind of just part of the reality that we live in. This high school student said um, no offers, no ability to be seen, no college visits, no college campuses, no prom, no homecoming. This is what COVID's done, basically. I mean, is that kind of what this is based around? Because at least I can understand that and justify it where we're saying, okay, we, we don't have access to these guys the same. The scouts aren't able to see them. But, I mean, you got to feel for the guys that are in this class of people because they're working their whole lives for this. And, and maybe it's not some excellent class of players, but, like, these guys want to be drafted too. They've obviously gotten to this point in their career, so postponing it could really hurt them uh, in terms of draft position and, and ultimately money. So it, it just seems like a weird, weird thing to do. I, I don't. I don't understand as it relates, as it relates to this. I, I really don't. Especially when they're adding Seattle. Yeah, especially, yeah, especially adding a team in because, well, I have my own thoughts about the um, expansion draft and and how that worked out for Pittsburgh in the last one, but that's that's neither here nor there. I doubt anybody cares about cares about that. Um, um Monday morning headlines. <sighs> Movie trailers are what people will be talking about uh, because people, I don't know why, man. I, I feel like maybe we're the only two people like in, in the sports world who think commercials are not good anymore, but like prove us wrong. Some, someone out there, one of our friends, prove us wrong why commercials for the Super Bowl still matter because I, I can't tell you the last time that I've seen two good commercials like I've seen this year, the Wayne's World and the Will Ferrell one. But most of the time it's movie trailers. And the next Monday morning headline is the NFL still king in a, in a, 
in a world where, you know, is still uncertain from day to day. And, you know, we're still trying to live with a, a new normal at times. People still want to watch the Super Bowl. I mean, it's, I mean, the Super Bowl is always going to be king until something knocks it off. And I, I just don't see that happening in the, in the foreseeable future. Um, so obviously we gave our game predictions. Um, you know, one of my headlines just being that uh, the Chiefs go back to back. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this game though. I, I know that I picked the Chiefs uh, to win the game and I do think that they will win, but either way, I think this is going to be an exciting game to watch. I, I would be very disappointed if this game is one-sided because of how I think evenly matched these teams really are. Um, so I, I, I am genuinely just rooting for a good game at this point because that's what I want to see. Uh, also, too, um, I have a couple other NFL things here as far as headlines. Um, looking at the NFL MVP, Aaron Rodgers is going to take home the MVP award this year. Uh, I think that'll be more of maybe a Sunday, Saturday night headline, but uh, I do think we're going to see him get into the um, get into the MVP discussion again. There are obviously some other candidates, uh, some other awards that I'm always excited about too. I don't know about you, Ryan, how much you uh, put stock into that, but uh, I'm a huge Walter Payton fan. I've always had the utmost respect for Walter Payton. Uh, him and Roberto Clemente, in my opinion, are athletes that stand on a a different level when it comes to sports with their work in the community and, and what they did on the field as well. So I always look forward to that award. Uh, and this year, especially, I think I might be looking forward to the speech when it comes to the Comeback Player of the Year award, because I think that's going to just be a unanimous selection for Alex Smith for the, for the uh, football team. And the Hall of Fame uh, class will be announced. Yep, I, I don't have a full prediction for it, but um, I, I'm really, really rooting for Steelers guard Alan Fanica. Certainly, I always root for the Steelers to get in. Um, how, how fitting would it be, though, for them to put Peyton Manning and Reggie Wayne in the same Hall of Fame class? I, I just feel like that's a, uh, that's a thing that you almost kind of have to do <laughs> in some sense because you, you could just be like, yep, this is Colts weekend, baby. Well, they should have shipped uh, Peyton a gold jacket the minute he retired because, I mean, it was just like a duh, like the guy's going to be a first ballot. But we have a huge weekend. Um, also, a little college basketball on Saturday. Alabama-Missouri at noon is uh, probably the best game of the day, honestly, for college basketball. But, Brian, if they want to check out all this, follow us on Sunday during the Super Bowl. Where can they do it? How can they listen to us? Yeah, find us on Apple and Spotify, uh, to Ryan Sports Show there. Make sure you're liked, subscribed, uh, leave a rating as well on those platforms. Uh, if you're listening to the show, again, we, we assume that you found us there. But Apple and Spotify for the show. But also, too, if you're trying to follow us on social media, get laid up to, or later, the latest updates, I should say, uh, with the Two Ryan Sports Show and everything surrounding it. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Two Ryan Sports Show. Uh, that's where we're located. That's where you can find us. Uh, again, Two Ryan Sports Show on all of those platforms: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, we'll have some stuff throughout the weekend, I'm sure, on social media leading up to the game. But find us on there. But make sure you're liked and subscribed and rating the show on those platforms as well. And we'll see everyone on uh, Tuesday for a big uh, Super Bowl recap. 
the big game, baby. I'm looking forward to it. Everybody have a great weekend. Eat your weight and pizza and wings, and we'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs>